Well, speaking of something that actually might dethrone React and and, and big news, like I don't know, it, maybe it's clickbait as well, but not really. Welcome to another episode of the Front End Fire podcast, the weekly show that helps you to stay up to date on the latest and greatest in the front end world. I am your host today, Paige Niedringhouse, and I am joined by my co-hosts, TJ Vantol. Hey, everybody. And Jack Harrington. Hey there, Paige. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going good. I got uh, uh, sound. So I good. got sound effects working. So Woo-hoo! like, just uh, you know, we can. <laughs> oh no! It's, uh, I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> Why they go on and on, huh? Oh god! I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard that on Mash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we are thrilled to have everybody here who is listening to us today. And like I said, we're going to bring you three new articles of the latest that is happening in the front-end web development world. So, to kick us off this week for our news section, TJ, would you like to go first? Well, first we need the uh, we need the intro, right? So. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh, I like uh, that. Yeah, so I'm going to kick us off with an article written by uh, actually a friend of mine, Brian Rinaldi, and the title is, is, is Jamstack officially finished? Which is a nice, like a perfect level of clickbait uh, in the article title. And I guess just to back up to Jamstack as a term, so if anybody is not familiar with it, I kind of think of it as, it's, it's like a term that was that became popular in the static site days and the idea was it was your way of adding interactivity to your static sites, or at least that's how I thought of it. Like I have a blog that I built with whatever Jekyll, 11D, whatever, some of the earlier Gatsby, some of these static site tools. And I wanted to add comments or um, auth or some of these other things. And Jamstack kind of became the popular term to describe that sort of approach to doing it. And Brian's argument in this article is that Jamstack as a concept isn't dead, but Jamstack as a term is kind of dead, that people don't often use the term Jamstack when they refer to that sort of stuff anymore. Instead, it's kind of morphed. Um, You wouldn't look, you'd look for how to accomplish something in like Next or Astro versus Googling how to, how do I do this with Jamstack? So we replace it with like server-side generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the argument is like essentially that that world is just kind of morphed because we're doing like s- server rendered things and server components and like uh, island architecture and all this other mm-hmm. stuff that's kind of like almost like Jamstack V2. And because of that, we don't use the word anymore. So, yeah, I'm going to call that, I'm gonna call that a I can, clickbait, yeah. five yard penalty, loss of down. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> You know, yeah. come I mean, on, it, it's it, dead, it but it's a term for, dead. Yeah, it stands for JavaScript APIs and Markdown. So, you know, it, it is a little bit generic. Everybody has a particular framework that they're probably yeah. building with. They're not just building with straight HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. So I can understand why he might say that. But yeah, I, I agree with Jack. I think it's a little bit of a click. <laughs> but, you know, it got us talking about it. So well done, Brian. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know do he also 
he also runs the like a Jamstack newsletter. Oh, and he he actually <laughs> okay. wrote a Jamstack right, book. Fine. So I think okay. some of it is All his right. justification for like, like why I'm not talking yeah. about as much as I used to, kind of thing, or at least in I those terms. So. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, no, I get it. Fair enough. Yeah. So I I don't think Jamstack is finished by any means. I think, like you More said, no. it's just changing terms. <laughs> In a way, it's kind of taken over because it used to be. I remember when it yeah. used to be a thing like it was. It was like a a weird thing to be building a, a serious site with a static site approach, right? Mm-hmm. That used to be like an edgy thing to do. Like maybe I wrote my <laughs> blog that way. Right. Uh, but now it's like kind of you could argue it that it sort of led to Next and Astro and some of the more like quote unquote modern ways we build. It's kind of have built upon that. Well, it certainly led mm-hmm. to Next.js's static site generation. Yes. So. And now you just have like, oh, hey, this route's static and that route's dynamic. And there you go. You know, it's because yeah. built it. Nice one. So, Jack, what do you have for us this week in the news? Well, speaking of something that actually might dethrone React and, and <laughs> in big news, like, I don't know, it, maybe it's clickbait as well, but not really. Uh, HTMX. So a lot of folks have been talking about this. It's either you love it or you hate it. And the idea is that you get this 34K HTMX library, you put that on your page. There's no other, you don't need any other JavaScript. And you can now have directives, a lot of cool directives that you can add to the HTML elements on the page. And so if you've got something that's generating your HTML page, say you could use PHP, you could use Astro, you could use Go, Rust, whatever, to go and generate the HTML of the page. Then you got your script tag on there with your 34K. And you can just put on there like HX dash something. For example, a classic example is like a form. So you got an HTML form. And then on that form tag, you put like HX post. And then you give it the URL where it's supposed to go post the form data to using JavaScript. And then it's expecting that the, what's going to come out of that on the other end is HTML. And then you give it an HX result uh directive and then tell it mm-hmm. what the you know the hash result or whatever and that's going to put the the contents coming out of that that value that you got back the html into the results like div somewhere on the page mm-hmm. and it's a really elegant way to build out applications and so you get some people who are just laughing at it entirely which is something that I'm I'm always, I always want to look at that sort of stuff because having been in the game this long, it's like you kind of see this pattern over and over and over again. Like people laughed at Node on the server. People <laughs> laughed at React with the JSX. And here we are, right? And yeah. so when people laugh at stuff, you're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should take another look at this and, and take a look at it. It's actually really cool. And I actually think, so one of the, the sort of more, I guess, standard argument now is, hey, it's great, but it's great for... You know, small sites, you know, maybe your static site, maybe your your Jekyll site to add a little bit of interactivity. Uh, and I actually I played around with it and got it to actually do some really kind of cool stuff. Um, I created this little AI interface. We ask it like, hey, give me a funny story about a dog. And it right, you know, kind of does it. But it does it in in streaming form. Mm-hmm. You know, because all these these chat AIs, you know, they come back and they really come back in streams. And you can either block on that or actually stream it out. And I was actually able to get it to kind of stream with with uh, uh, and with HMX and like five directives. And and the yeah. comparative Next.js code was 
couple hundred lines of JS. So, you know, wow. kind of cool. Yeah. So I think it's pretty powerful. I, I would say if you are a React developer, I would, it's definitely worth learning. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in the camp of it seems interesting, but only for simple and small things right now, just because the, at least the examples I've seen so far are still pretty limited. Like what you said, like I put a directive in when you press this button, call this API, and then here's where to place the results. But uh, in most of the big apps I've worked on, that's like only the, the the small part of it, right? You need to do like six or seven other things. Maybe your your header needs to update now because yeah. you did a login and, and six other things. And I, I worry about the scaling of this, right? That like when you just have attributes controlling all of this versus something more fully featured like React where you can... The, to me, the advantage of React is you get this ability to just finally control when this changes, something else can update, and my code doesn't have to necessarily talk or know about those connections. And mm-hmm. this seems to be leading itself more towards really coupling parts of the app together. But yeah. we shall see. Well, you could actually... Uh, there are So there are some solves around this. It's like there are like... You can... You can have like a cart value, like let's say you're not e-commerce and you click on add to cart. You want the cart value to go up on the header, that sort of thing, unrelated, yep. whatever. Um, you can actually have that cart value have like a, a trigger on it and then say, you know, go to the slash API slash cart update yourself kind of thing. And then on the response, when you click add to cart, part of the header that you send back in the response says, hey, trigger the cart. And that would then force the trigger of the cart to then go and make its update. And so there are, they've, they figured this out, actually, mm-hmm. figured out quite a few things. You just have to be really, cl- like, there's a cleverness aspect of it that I really like. Yeah. You have to think about it a little bit differently than you would yeah. for other yeah. frameworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not imperative, so what would you recommend? It's declarative. Like, if you wanted to just get started, is their documentation a pretty good place to get started? Or are there tutorials that you would say point towards yet? I actually bought the book. There's like a nine ninety nine oh, Amazon book. book. Yeah, Hypermedia <laughs> something. And it's very snarky. And it's it's way longer than you'd expect. There's also a hardback version, which is like 60 bucks. It's like, no, I'm not wow. doing that. How yeah, long right? has this been a thing? What, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? Like a year, maybe? They wrote, they wrote a okay. book. Yeah, Help cool. me find a link. We're getting this in the show notes. Okay. Uh, if only because I don't know how anybody could not be curious after that. I, and I'm also now looking up when this framework came out or yeah. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, that's another thing. I have no idea what to call it. Is it a library? Is it a framework? I, I have no idea. But it, it's it's a blob of JavaScript that you put on your page <laughs> that adds declarative stuff to your HTML tags. That's That's basically it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There's the one (laughs) thing I don't like about it, by the way, that they, they did bring in another scripting language on top of it called hyperscript. And I, I can't, the dude does not abide hyperscript. I no, 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 please no. But you can have a call out to like JavaScript little helper functions if you want. Yeah. Yeah. They call their blog. Well, I'm going to put blog in air quotes, but they call it essays. And then there's just a full, there's a memes section on the page oh yeah where you yes. can just scroll down and get like some ready-made memes like th- what looks like a few dozen of them <laughs> this is definitely i'm here for right like, kind of, there's a, if you there's a, a strong meme. counterculture vibe going on with this yeah. this whole I mean, thing if yeah. you need a meme you know where to go right oh yeah it's, yeah, that, yeah. Right roll your, you don't no need to roll your own memes 
They've got them ready to go. And that'll stick around until they get acquired by some VC company. And then that page will disappear uh, yeah. forever. Big companies ruin everything. Yeah, they do. It's definitely got punk vibe. And I like that. I'm here for that. Yeah. Nice. Good find. <laughs> All right, so my news for this week is going to be that we have another new AI chatbot. So in case you were wondering and you needed something besides GitHub Copilot or ChatGPT or, you know, fill in the AI bot here, <laughs> Stack Overflow has launched Overflow AI for everyone. And, I mean, it, it looks cool. There are... so. Some of the interesting things that make this one a little bit different is that if you ask it questions, it will actually cite Stack Overflow sources of how mm. it's coming up with these answers. You can ask it follow-up questions. So, you know, you ask it one thing about how to do something with Python strings, and then it gives you an answer. You follow up with something else similarly related. And if it doesn't have an answer that you find suitable, it will help you to draft a question to Stack Overflow. So, you know, oh, no, there you go. Uh -huh. Yeah, like getting you away from the GitHub issues and GitHub gists and helping and boost community engagement for, for Stack Overflow. Um, and then there's some stuff that I had no idea about. There is apparently a thing called Stack Overflow Teams, which you can have for your company. And it's kind of like an internal Stack Overflow. So if you have that, you can get answers that are specific to your company, like, oh, you know, code formatting cool. or which frameworks we use or, you know, any kind of thing like that, probably. Um, they have a VS Code plugin. So just like GitHub Copilot and GitHub Copilot chat, you can have the plugin so you don't have to context switch between your browsers and, you know, whatever, whatever you're actually working in, your IDE. And the last thing that was really interesting was that they have a Slack integration. So if you're trying to find something that somebody wrote to you in Slack, however many months ago, you can have Stack Overflow in there and say, I'm trying to find some info on XYZ, and it will actually go out and try and find it for you in Slack, which is great because I put all kinds of useful stuff yeah. in there and then can't find it six months later. And the Slack search is you know, iffy at best. So right. yeah, could be interesting. Could re I'm sure it'll reinvigorate Stack Overflow and really get their user base up again. So good for them. Let's see how it works. Yeah, no kidding. Is this live? Like, uh, where is it? Uh, like, it, can we try this? I'm I think that you Overflow can try AI. this. Yeah. There is, I think it's like stackoverflow.com slash labs is where you can learn more about it. So, you know, I would just check the VS Code Marketplace, see if, if it's available to install. Um, but, I mean, they just announced it earlier this week, so it might still be in sort of a beta testing phase. But it seems pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm waiting till a lot of these products switch their default experience over to try to make it like that, right? Because mm -hmm. it feels like a lot of these AI searches are put into like your labs or your beta or your test. Yeah. When really, I just want the core search box to do it nowadays, right? Just like, yeah. like why not? What are, what are you waiting for? I mean, maybe just to see if it actually works and gives people useful answers. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> 
I still don't like the, it's taught me how much defaults matter. Cause even though I know the AI experience is like better, I still mm -hmm. find myself going to Google a lot instead of going to like chat GPT or the, the chatbot and in, in VS code. Cause I, my brain still just goes to these like default learned behaviors yeah. versus reaching out to the chatbots is like a first step. Totally. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for this week, we actually have some bonus news. So who put the bonus news in into our show I put, notes? I put some bonus news in Ooh, this week. It's like a Christmas. So, Christmas. so the, the Vercel team, uh, the on like a, this is like a week ago, but they they created this component called React Tweet, React Dash Tweet on NPM, which they said is just like the easiest way to embed a tweet into your site, which I've had to do this quite What's a, a tweet? bit. If you've, if, well, <laughs> so this is what this is what I'm <laughs> bonus news because the. The need is kind of common, right? I've I've worked on a bunch of blogs and sites or whatever, and you just need to drop a tweet in there. And it's like, hey, yeah. a handy way to do it is fine. But what's funny about it is they released this the day after the Twitter changed to X or now whatever it is. Right. And so something about the timing of it, just I just I could not. I, yeah. I had to bring it up here, right? Because how do you not like it's just perfect. Yes. Right. Which I don't even know. What is it now? React, React X, React. Who I knows? don't even know. What is the I verb guess. of of Xing? I, you, you just know. Nope, nope, nope. Not going to do it. It's, tw it's tweeting. You know. It's yeah. it's still tweeting. Jing yeah, or it's, something. It, it's awful. <laughs> and then like the sign, like they put up the, this flashing sign downtown. Oh, I heard they got fined for that. Oh, oh I hope so. <laughs> I think they didn't have the proper permits to change people, the sign or something. No, they, there are no permits. Yeah, there are no permits at all. And then, like, you had these videos of people who were in the in the apartments next door, like literally, there's just like the flood of light going in there. Oh. You're like, what are you doing? That's the worst. What? What a yeah. ridiculous I, idea. I do have an unpopular opinion, though. I do like the axe, the logo. I think it's a cool, like, I know it's just like a general character in some character map or whatever, but I think the mm -hmm. the, the logo and the, the color is fine. There's all sorts of other questionable things around it, but it's, for a name and a logo, looks kind of cool. Yeah. Well, one thing that I heard was, I think with the Apple Store, you can't have yeah. a an app that is less than either two or three characters long in name. So... I don't know how they're going to get around that one unless they expect iOS to make a special exception for them, which they might and which Apple probably won't. Apple didn't. <laughs> and and I think it's actually X hard space, hard space X. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, least, that's what I saw. If you, you kind of like, I mean, I'm on iPhone, so and I have, I have X. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you kind of scroll along to X, you'll see like, you know, X. And then a really long space. So I'm thinking two hard spaces and then X again. So, yeah. Just what, what are you doing, guys? Like, yeah. Nobody's thinking ahead. Like, well, I don't know. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's making us <laughs> so slightly crazy. happy as well. <laughs> <laughs> From a certain perspective. It. Yeah. It's there goofy. It is irresponsible. Sure. Goofy. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if they rename it to React X or something else in the future, <laughs> and we'll be sure to update you if they do, because the timing could not be better for that news. Oh, my God. All right. So let's transition into the next segment of our show, which is what actually is making us happy this week. <laughs> 
Nice. You guys can't Thank see you. this, but like we bop every time that comes on. They're all grooving. Yeah. Hopefully, if you're listening Woo. to this in your car, you're also do, dancing do, 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 around. Grooving yeah. along. Every, yeah, yeah. Look at, people are looking at you like, what's wrong with that person? I don't know. <laughs> all right. So since TJ started us off for the news, let's have you take the first one, Jack, and tell us what's making you happy this week. Barbie's making me happy this week. My wife and I went to go mm-hmm. see Barbie. We did not dress in pink. I don't have much pink to dress in. She didn't either, but it was fun. It's just a fun movie, and it was unique. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I was so having just a great time with. Like, there's little fourth wall breaks in it, and it's just fun. Every the people are taking it really seriously, and this and that, and and I just think if you look at it from the, the perspective of it's a movie, it's the, the overriding theme is just sort of just it's okay to be yourself. That's a nice theme, you know, and it's it's positive and it's fun and it's funny and. And what amazes me is, wow, how they they went full full bore on it. Like it was, you know, there was no there was no little grins about this and that. There was like there was a fourth wall break a little bit, but you know, not yeah. And it was just like, wow, they actually just that's they went for it, and it, it it's really funny. Have you guys seen it? Not yet. Not yet. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Did I've you see Oppenheimer? My husband. <laughs> I haven't seen Oppenheimer either. Okay. I'm always mm-hmm. like months behind. I, I usually, if, if I'll, I usually pick these or they make me happy like four or five months after they're popular <laughs> when I end up seeing them. Yeah. Nowadays we, a lot, you know, a lot of us will have like a decent home setup, and it's kind of hard, you know, it's like, Oh, I, do I want to go to the movies and mm-hmm. maybe get COVID, but get like stuff on my <laughs> shoes and yada, yada. The place that we go to is nice though. They have like, table service so you can get Ooh, yeah it's nice very nice that's cool yeah i want to go see it so i'll tell my husband that you liked it gave it two thumbs up convince him (laughs) there you go (laughs) cool tj what do you got for us this week uh i'm gonna pick algolia search just because we it's just this is a completely random pick but um you might have seen it before online but we've started using it at blues and it's just been really nice like really easy to implement Mm -hmm. and we've already gotten like positive feedback on our search um and search is hard so it is just just a quick pick but like it's just a it does one thing but it did it really well and yeah are you on firebase or on mongo what do you want no, none of the above. <laughs> no, oh, so you just feed feed stuff in into Algolia, and then correct. I see. Okay, you can you can feed it in like a a crawl. Basically, it's mm. kind of cool because you can either tell it to do the crawling itself, or you oh, can do the cr- you can do the crawling and feed it into it directly. So they give you some flexibility around that too. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's kind of slick. Yeah. Massive props to the developer on our team who implemented it because it took him weeks, but he did a fantastic job. So, yeah, Algolia has already gotten positive feedback internally, externally. People love it. So, yeah, go check out the dev.blues site if you want to see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> You've probably experienced it before and just didn't know that was what was powering it behind the scenes. Yep. All right, so my pick for this week of what is making me happy is roller coasters. <laughs> I went to uh, Six Flags of over Georgia, which is not that far from where I live, uh, earlier this week because we had friends in town visiting. They wanted to go go to a theme park. 
So we went and we rode all the big roller coasters. Nice. We We rode Goliath and Superman and Batman and all these just massive, fast, smooth coasters. Um, And it's been years since the last time I did something like that. And it was a blast. I had such a good time. It was so much fun. It was super hot that day, but we still trekked all over and stood in lines and rode the coasters. And I would definitely say it was totally worth it. So, you know, if you haven't done something like that in a while and you like things that go fast and make you scream and get your heart rate up, I'd say give it a try. It's a lot of fun. They have carnival games there too? Like, you know, the shoot they the balloon They have carnival games. Nice. Yep. I saw some kid, you know, toting around a six foot banana oh, for yeah. pretty much the whole day that they were there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the kid was carrying it at least from that perspective. So, yeah. You know, as opposed Probably to the parents. Probably for some like, of it. I'm sure the parents were too. <laughs> Man, inflation, those really hit those carnival games. Because I used to, I remember used to being able to play most of those games for like a dollar when I was, when I was a kid. And now, like, man, they want like, five bucks for just you just throw a ball at something it's kind of it's crazy <laughs> yeah my daughter and i went to the santa cruz beach boardwalk and did a bunch of that oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was great it was another hot day so the flume mm-hmm. was great you know you get to go to the flume get the little splash and then you do the the, the games she won something straight out and so that was like just awesome yeah really good <laughs> yeah it was a good time for sure <laughs> awesome Awesome. Well, if you want to talk to us more about your favorite things to do, what makes you happy, what you've seen in the news that you want our hot takes on, you can join us at the Blue Collar Coder on Discord channel. We also have a YouTube channel. Blue Collar Coder is sponsoring us. (laughs) Thank you very much, Jack. No problem. And you can also reach out to us via email, which we'll have in the show notes. So get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Front End Fire. We will see you on the next episode.